Well, we've been waiting for a while to see uh, the overhaul of uh, Canada's passenger rights charter. What would it look like? What would it include? What would it remove? How better would it protect you, the customer? Well, it's interesting because airlines saying, hey, it goes too far. Advocates saying... Well, guess what? That it doesn't go far enough. So does that mean it's right down the middle? And maybe maybe <laughs> it's just right then, said the uh, said Goldilocks. Uh, let's check in with John Lawford, Executive Director and General Counsel of the Public Interest Advocacy Centre in Ottawa, who's obviously been going over this, looking at it. And uh, so, uh, you know, mama bear, baby bear, papa bear. What do you think, John? <laughs> uh, there's uh, no bears here at all. It's really just the government saying they're doing one thing and doing a different thing unfortunately so we're not uh, we're not pleased with this rewrite okay so what are they doing then well they're trying i think they have a good heart to make it easier for consumers because i i think you might have heard that people have a difficulty navigating this because the airlines have a couple of excuses they can use mm-hmm. which is safety issues and uh, things outside their control and the list is a little unclear and it gets complicated the government's selling this as there's only going to be one category, and they're going to make it so that the presumption is that the consumer will get their uh, compensation, and the airline has to disprove that there were problems that count. But that's where it gets complicated. So uh, I can go into that if you like. Yeah, I would love to hear. Okay, why why does that get complicated, and what what uh, what does what are we up against now? Well, they're sort of taking the process and putting it more behind closed doors at the Canadian Transportation Agency. So what's going on, firstly, is they're saying, okay, we're getting rid of those categories that are given out to the airlines, but the the, the agency itself can make a list of exceptions uh, in the future after we've passed this act. Um, and we don't know what those are going to be. So I'm, I'm assuming the airlines are going to lobby for exactly the same exceptions, including a big safety loophole, mm. and uh, and probably things to do with weather that are quite aggressive and, and limiting your... Uh, limiting your other rights where they can. So there's that for starters. They also make the process really kind of secretive. Like right now, if you file a complaint, you can also go to the media like you guys and say, here's what happened to me on my flight. This if this process, if you take it now and try to get your money back through it, it's going to be all secret. You won't be allowed to do that. Hmm. Um, you also can't go to court at the same time because at the moment you can also go to small claims court if you're not happy with how it's going and try your luck there, but they're taking that away too. It just seems like, why is it so darn hard to get money back when you deserve it? Hmm. Well, you've got a big, strong industry that's had a rough go in the last two years, so there's a lot of forces pushing against the consumer. I think you've also got um, some confusion here about um, what exactly these things are trying to do. It's not your your right so much as it is the passenger compensation for delays and and cancellations, which is really the the heart of this thing, is really just trying to give you standard compensation so you don't have to go off to court Mm -hmm. and vindicate your rights, right? So it's just they're not going to fuss about what the average person, you know, individual circumstances is. If you're going to bother to make a claim, they're just going to give you a standard amount to just Mm. give you money for your time and inconvenience. And that was the whole purpose of these things. Well, the the whole idea is you buy a ticket, you have an expectation that a contract has been created that I pay my money, so you provide the service, it's all good. If it doesn't happen, that's when you have to come back and, and sort of fight for it. Uh, but absolutely. Th- th- there's absolutely a trust level here, too, because much of what I've been hearing is, oh, we just think that the the, the airlines will manipulate the system to, to the best. Is it that nefarious that they would find a way to n- manipulate, to lie and all that kind of that kind of a kind of a thing? There's huge economic benefits to 
to trimming the the I guess the fundamental rights of consumers at an airline level because you're talking millions of passengers and billions of dollars. So that's that's unfortunately what's the other force here. So yeah, actually things do get bent and the agency itself, you know, does its best, but it's up against huge forces. This regime was meant to go on top of all your rights. I mean, you already had a right to a refund and to get flown home if you got stuck somewhere and to get your baggage compensated. All these things were already in airline law. It's just, it wasn't standardized. People didn't know how to get their rights because the agency in the past was really opaque and kind of like a court. So this whole air passenger protection regulations was meant to be a simple, easy to access way to get some money back for inconveniencing consumers and to send the message to the airlines that, you know if you guys cut corners on labor or if you cut corners on on um, customer service and strand people or don't give them uh, food when they're waiting for their next flight that sort of thing you will have to pay mm-hmm. and improve your service you know or or else you'll have to compensate my inconvenience and, and just make air travel more pleasant John Lawford is the executive director and general counsel of the Public Interest Advocacy Centre in Ottawa. John, so um, what what would you have liked to have seen in in here? What what would have made this much better? Sure. Uh, Fairly simply, there's rules in Europe. If you fly there, you'll, Mm -hmm. you'll be benefiting from them. And there's a very, very short list of times where the airlines don't have to compensate you for delaying you or cancelling your flight and they have to look after you if they jam you somewhere along the way. And the the exceptions are things like volcanic eruptions, you know, earthquakes, um, really unexpected things, very short extraordinary circumstances list. Um, None of this uh, loopholes for safety, loopholes for, um, you know, even weather there. Um, There's a couple of cases out of Europe that say, for example, uh, one airline trying to deny compensation because it snowed in in Switzerland, and, and you know they said, "Well, it snows in Switzerland." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so you've got to compensate people. These are the kinds of things where people chisel. But it, we want a simple regime where you go in, you're going to get compensation unless something really crazy happens. If they delay you or cancel your flight, it's that simple. So let's look at it from another point of view here, just for a second. So if they're marginally low and their fuel prices are high and it's hard to get and we have a huge country, we don't have the population, and you're trying to make your margins work the best you can, uh, that means that you you run the risk of if one plane's not available, you don't have another one to come get everybody. Is Mm -hmm. it realistic to, to demand a level of service in Canada for a much smaller population... Uh, and, and it's just harder to do business here. Is that fair or realistic to the airlines? And I know it's not always popular to come out and defend the airlines, but, but on that, there there are some real pressures here. I hear you. And they have transited a very bad time for this industry in particular. But, you know, they got bailout money. Well, some of them didn't take it. Some of them did. They certainly got some money for consumer refunds, as you're talking about Air Canada. And they make money. <laughs> they're making money. Like, like they're they're making enough to give their shareholders dividends. So... You know, whatever level of service they're providing, they could provide a little more service and have a little bit less profit. There's that. But there's also just like don't sell yourself short as a consumer. The the product should should match what they're selling on the tin. Certainly the uh, ads you see are like, we'll get you there and it'll Mm -hmm. be a, a lovely experience. Right. This is what we're talking about. There's there's a happy medium, and it's not quite far enough to the consumer side. And the airlines are doing fine there. They're they're big and they're they're actually making quite a bit of money now. 
My, my final question to you, John, is, you know, what do you tell consumers then, um, you know, moving forward once this is passed? Um, what do they need to be aware of? What can they expect? How do you how do you brace sure. yourself in case you get delayed or you're not you're not uh, getting the service that you thought you paid for? Well, um, you should still complain. Uh, whatever the rules end up being, and it's not a done deal because it has to go through Parliament. And believe me, we'll be there to say it should be better uh, and simpler. Um, but if we fail, um, the regime will still work. Um, so make your complaint, but you should contact your airline first and ask for what you can get, and they'll perhaps give it to you voluntarily. If you mention these regulations and that you could file a complaint, that doesn't hurt either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but apart from that, you know, keep, keep your receipts, uh, write down the narrative of what happened if you can, uh, in case you get into a larger dispute, because they've got a bit of a backlog in these complaints. You might yeah. be waiting a year, right, until your your case is heard, so to speak. But, I, you know, the more complaints that go in, the more pressure is on the airlines and the regulator to, to service people and, and don't give up. If you don't complain, you certainly don't get anything. That's the way the regime works. So yeah, if you just expect compensation, you're not going to get it unless you file a complaint. John, thanks so much for your time this morning. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Cheers. Have Take a great care. day. John Lawford is the Executive Director, General Counsel of the Public Interest Advocacy Centre in Ottawa. I've come up with a new slogan for, for any that? airline. What's that? Come fly with us. We may get you there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? It might, it might work. It might work. Yeah, it might work. 616, we'll take a pause. We'll continue the conversation on this morning. The all-new this morning with Jalen Nye, Daryl McIntyre after this.